Deacon Jonathan Ignacio. Welcome to In the Pews. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. This is exciting and a bit scary too, you know? Is it? Oh, yeah, I- yeah. You said that I'm going to take the hot seat now, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, you are the newest permanent deacon here at St. Faustina. How long have you been here? Well, we just, my wife and I just recently moved to Houston uh, uh-huh. about uh, six months ago, June. And I actually got my formal assignment to St. Faustina in, in August. Okay. Right. Yeah. So just four years and it's four months. Years. You mean? Uh, four months. Four <laughs> months. Yeah. Correct. Uh, Does it feel months. like four years already? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Not at all. Not at all. But it's really a really a blessing for us. Uh-huh. Uh, we're really thankful for God leading us to this uh, fantastic community, though. Yeah. Now, did you you didn't grow up here in Houston, huh? Um. No. 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 Where did you grow up? Uh, I was born and raised in Manila, Philippines. Wow. You don't look Filipino to me. Uh, do you have a different, uh, you know, a blood other than Filipino blood? Uh, yes, yes. My mom, uh, on my mom's side, uh, definitely. Uh, he's Amer- She's American and uh, my grandfather. Uh, so Caucasian. Caucasian, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. well, why was he in the Philippines, your grandfather? Well, I, uh, I believe he came to the Philippines as part of the military. Okay. And then he decided to stay, met my grandmother, married, raised a family, and then put up a business. Yeah. Okay, and then mm-hmm. so your your uh, your mother was raised in the Philippines. Yes, yes, yeah. Okay, yeah. so the whole the language, the culture, and all of that. Pretty much, pretty much and, there. Yeah. And then uh, your dad's side of the family is uh, my my dad's side has a Spanish um, part of it. Like yeah. many Filipinos, Just there's like, a lot. Yeah, de- definitely, it's part of the heritage and for most uh-huh. of the families in the in the Philippines, though, right? Is it deeply yeah. Spanish? Ah, uh, yes, they... yes, uh, from tradition and culture, and at the same time, when they communicate, the uh-huh. Ignacio clan, especially, you know, uh, all my uncles and aunts and my grandparents and other relatives, they speak straight Spanish. Oh, wow. As kids, we're being Polish. Like my grandfather, we grew up with him. Uh, he, he would always tell us, learn the language, learn the language. But that's like kids, you know, ah, nah, <laughs> we don't need that or something to that effect, right? Yeah. But it is a total regret on, on my part right now, uh, especially even, even when we were, we were in uh, university, you know. I said, I should have learned the language. I should have Especially that. now that you're in Houston. Oh, definitely. definitely. <laughs> With a lot of Spanish-speaking yeah. people. Even in Florida, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. With the Cuban population, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Even in Florida, that's where we uh, came from before moving to Houston. Oh, it would uh, have been an advantage if you had right. known how to speak it. And yeah. it would really be nice to be able to communicate on, on the language, right? But uh, but I'm learning. I'm, uh-huh. I'm really making it a, a conscious uh, sort of commitment to learn the language, but it would take a little while, but... At least I could understand, you know, as as you know, uh, in the Philippines, we have Spanish as part of the curriculum, right? Yes. Uh, that's four years in universities. And at the same time, they, that exposure that I had with on my father's side, yes. it helps a lot. Though. So you know a little bit. And a lot of Filipino words that are oh, Spanish origin yes. as well. Right. Now, yeah. did did you learn to speak Filipino as well growing up? Uh, it's it's it basically a, a natural language for us, right? okay. a Filipino. Uh, so you didn't go to an international school? No, no, no. So you went to a Catholic school like most uh, yeah, Filipinos? Yeah, from, from grade school, high school to university, it's a Catholic school. Okay. Now, growing up in a Catholic school, what was your faith life like? Were you very strong in the faith? Did you, you know, did, were you an altar boy? Oh, yes, yes. I've been very engaged with... Uh, 
with a math uh, since high school or even grade school, you know, serving and,、uh-huh. and then attending uh, uh, special classes and when it comes to religion and then prayer groups and things like that. Even, even, I mean, when you say prayer group, it's different from what we know now. Uh-huh. As prayer group, right? But rosary groups.、Right? Yes. Right? Where in lunchtime, instead of playing basketball, we would just go into the chapel after eating and then praying with the priest、oh. uh, in front of the tabernacle. Really? And just say the rosary, right? The same thing.、Uh, sometimes during weekends, we,、uh, they would have a weekend night with, with the students. And、uh-huh. it's really more of just understanding our faith, right? Did you think about grow,、uh, you know, becoming a priest when you grow up?、Uh, yes, it's, it's, it's been there.、Um, I, I remember, as I said, as I grew up、uh, with my grand, grandparents, right? And my grandpa would always stay up late and I would stay in, in their room and I would start drawing churches, right? Churches, churches. And then people would, and, and the relatives would ask me, What would you like to be when you grow up? And I would always say, I want to be a priest. I want to be a because you're drawing churches all the time, right? Right. Plus, my 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 time being spent at the churches with the brother, religious、uh, brothers, and then priests、uh-huh. in that regard, right? And then plus, my family is very religious in that sense,、mm-hmm. especially my parents and and my grandparents. I mean, like my grandfather, you would see him start his prayer about ten in, in the evening, right? And I would say my good nights,、uh, living in his room. Middle of the night, or even early in the morning, I would, I would、uh, see him. He's still praying, right? And、wow. I, one time I asked him, I said, Grandpa, how come you, you're praying so long, right? So long. And, and his answer was, it stuck with me because I'm praying for each and every one of you. Wow. Yeah, is that fantastic? Wow. Each and every one of you, right? Did you have a lot of cousins? Oh, yeah. Right. right. Yeah. So it was a big family, and he had to pray、yeah. for every single <laughs>、yeah, exactly. one of the grandkids. <laughs> and, 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 and you know how it is、uh, with them, though, right? In terms of extended family,、mm-hmm. right? Cousins, nephews, nieces. Oh, they're like your brothers and sisters. Exactly.、Yeah. And, and、yeah. the, the, the、uh, patriarch, the grandpas, right? Each of them, pretty much, they try to treat them all equally, right? Yes. So if, they're praying, if he's praying for me, I'm sure that he's praying from a, from a cousin or、uh-huh. somebody else that's way, way far off, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, that's him. He's just praying constantly, right? That's every night. Every night. So did you seriously consider becoming a priest when you were in? High school or in college? High school, yes. As a matter of fact,、uh, in our high school, they have a group, aspirants,、uh, basically, right? Okay. Wherein you're being sort of nurtured、uh, as you go into your high school years, prepare you, let's say, when you graduate from high school, to make a decision in terms of、uh, whether you would go to the seminary or,、okay. or not. Right. Uh-huh. And I, I reached that point, right? Oh, wow. I reached that point where I, I attended and been a member of that group. But at the same time, when that time came, God allowed certain things to happen. And maybe He has a plan. Or, and I always believe He always h a v e a plan, right?、Uh-huh. If it didn't materialize the way you were envisioning it, then He has other plans for you, right? So. The circumstances didn't allow me to go into seminary. Okay. And I didn't understand that at first, right?、Mm. And that was right before graduation from high school, right? I didn't understand that.、Uh, I said, Lord, trying to sort of 
presenting myself to serve you, right? Uh-huh. And it's you. not happening. And it's not happening. <laughs> and you're putting a barrier right there, right? Uh-huh. And it was, it's a major barrier. So I said, okay. Let it go, right? Was it uh, was it family? Because a lot of uh, a lot of the priests that we've had on the show, they say their family, you know, struggled with them wanting to become priests. Was it that? It, it was this, the uh, special circumstances that transpired within the family. Okay, it's not that they didn't want me to be uh-huh. a priest. As a matter of fact, my mom would love me to be. I mean, when when he, when she was hearing that, she's she's happy to hear it, uh-huh. right? Right. But uh, but in a sense, uh, circ- circumstances didn't allow it. It was not possible. Okay. And I believe simply because God had a role for me to play mm-hmm. within the family. Okay. Uh, that's why if I go into seminary, then it would compromise certain things. Uh huh. Yeah. Are you the oldest in your? But no regrets though, because I understood that. Uh-huh. When I sort of really look at it and then God reveals his plan yes. for me. It comes into focus. And then I said, yeah. yes, yes, because God said, I'm going to give you the perfect gift, uh-huh. which is my wife. <laughs> this is my wife, definitely. Are you, uh, do you have brothers and sisters? Yes, we're, as I said, we're a big family. Uh, we're eight in the family. Eight? Where yeah. do you fall in the order? I'm the uh, fourth and the eldest among the guys. So okay. Three girls and then five guys. And I'm in the eldest among the guys. And did any of them consider entering religious life at any point? Mm, not that I'm aware of. Mm. Not that I'm aware of. But you of. were the most serious. I, I think you were to the a one point who... that I could verbalize it when people talk about it uh-huh. and, I, and ask me, I can verbalize it. And they can see in terms of, you know, like the kind of clubs that I'm joining uh, and activities I'm doing when I was in high school. Uh-huh. They, they sense that to a certain degree. And as a matter of fact, I, I, I went to the point of actually asking my parents in terms of, you know, I'm graduating, right, soon uh-huh. from high school, right? And they're now asking the question whether I want to go to the seminary or what, right? So, yeah, yeah, to that point. So then you went into college. What did you take in college? Uh, architecture. Oh, because you like drawing. Uh, yes. And I said, <laughs> if I won't be able to be a priest, then at least I can design churches. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, did you go to a Catholic university as yes, well? Yes. It's, it's a, actually, it's a pontifical university. Don't tell me it was UST. Yes. It, it, ah, uh, that's yes. what we have in common. I went to UST yeah. as well. There, there you go. And <laughs> they have UST here, right? Yes. University of St. Thomas More, right? My, um, my son goes to UST. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. My, uh, my son's... Uh, Beyonce, my son has been living here for about more than five years now, right? He's, he's working here uh-huh. in Houston and while we're in Florida. And his Beyonce just graduated last May uh, at, the at UST. U- UST. Okay. Uh, uh, with her master's, and I had the opportunity to attend the, her graduation, right? So I said, oh, we're at the same school. <laughs> <laughs> I was just teasing her, right? I, I, I would suppose that you, did you date around in, in college or were your parents very strict? Were they hoping that you might still become a priest or? No, 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 no. I, I think after high school and things didn't sort of didn't work, work that out. way, uh-huh. then no, no. Because I even practically I put that aside, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And then, so you went into architecture and that's what you. Yes. 
Yes. And you met your wife afterwards. How many years after graduation did you? Uh, I met my wife. No, I, because I, I, I've been a working student all, all my life okay. for the most part, right? And um, I, I was employed because of my background. I was in, employed with the construction planning for an airline, right? And, and she was also working there. And the thing is, I do the construction projects for the company, right? Uh-huh. And she works for accounting. And then she was auditing my project. And I said, ah, maybe one way of, you know, not being really strict with, with her auditing, uh-huh. maybe I could start sort of court her. <laughs> 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 no, that's what I tease her. Okay, you, right? you pretend like you had a vested interest <laughs> in it. In... <laughs> no, no, I was just teasing her. But, but. The thing is, like that's how we met. Uh, she was auditing my, uh-huh. my 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 project, and I was, you know, too more than happy to show her around and and point out and give her what she needed for her audit. And um, their department have a specific person uh, that is assigned for our department, uh-huh. and that person is on her building, and she, and that person would always say. You know, you should meet this guy. You should go out oh, with this guy, right? So right. somebody could tell that you right. two were. But they made arrangement in terms of some activities, like she's very, uh, you know, uh, athletic, uh, and she likes certain sports, and they arrange like uh, bowling. Mm-hmm. So a group of us from our office and a group of them from their from her office, uh-huh. you know, would arrange a meet and, and things, and they would always sort of pair us or. Or make arrangement on that regard, and then we also, we both of us, uh, my wife and I, we love to dance, right? We love to dance. Oh, and Filipinos love ballroom dancing too. <laughs> yes, uh, ballroom, disco, whatever. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. So we 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 dated a lot on on because we we enjoy dancing, uh-huh. right? and we love to eat too. <laughs> that's why you got to burn the calories. <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's right. That gives us an excuse. To, you know, right, we can eat because we're burning the calories anyway, right? Ah, so yeah. you went discoing with your wife. Yeah, and, yeah. No, we we love it. I, even now, when we have the chance to be uh-huh. able to dance, right? Yeah, it's a funny thing, right? Uh, when we first moved to Pensacola from Toronto, right? Um, we we were looking for a church, and we found one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, being the the new face in, in in the parish, right? Some other leaders came forward, and the choir director came forward and said, "Hey, welcome to the to our church. How how did you find us, right?" And you know, and we t- told her the story, and then she asked uh, the wife, "Do you sing?" And of course, my wife sings, right? Uh-huh. She has a, a beautiful voice, so she sings, and she loves to sing. And then she looked at me and said. And you sing, and I said, "No, but I can dance. That's good enough to <laughs> be part of the choir." <laughs> Dancing is good enough for the choir. At least you can sway with like, everyone like, else, like right? Like King David, right? <laughs> <laughs> now you said you were in Toronto. So did you marry your wife first before you moved? Yes, right after our wedding, uh, we moved to Toronto. We migrated to Toronto, right? And we stayed there for about uh, over twenty years. And then my work took me to uh, Pensacola. So you married in the Philippines? Yes. And then you moved to Toronto. Is that where you started having kids? Uh, our son was born in Toronto, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how many kids do you have? One. Just him? Yeah. So his son was born in Toronto. And then how long were you there before you moved to uh, 
Florida? About uh, over 20 years. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And is, did your son stay in uh, in Toronto since he's like 20 years no, old? No, no, no. How old was uh, he? It, 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 I'm really thankful, right? Because that was one of the challenges that we have in making a decision whether I would accept that opportunity at work uh -huh. or not because he's he was in high school, right? Okay, Basically, high school, okay. Right? So for several months, <laughs> we we have been bombarding them with... Miami buys or NCIS, Miami, right, right, just to get a sense, right? So he was enjoying it. Plus, you know, what was the one thing that really sort of got him excited was when he saw this movie, uh, what's that? The one with uh, Nick Cannon, uh, Drumline. Okay. Drumline. Is that in uh, Miami as well? No, no, it's not. But he wanted a school with a marching band. Okay. And and he because he's been taking drumming, uh, drum lessons and piano lessons and things like that, right? So that's good that you got him excited because it's, it's tough to move during high school. Exactly. And and we were yeah. reminded of a friend, a, fam, uh, a family friend that they also moved to the states uh -huh. and almost the same age as children were of the same age. Yeah. Yeah. And they had uh, some difficulties and they have to bring the, the kids back mm. to Toronto, right? Uh, so, so, so we were really uh, sort of ner nervous about that, but at the same time, praying hard, you know, guide yeah, us, lead us, and 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 show us, you know, how to sort of make this all work, right? And give DJ the strength and and the wisdom to see things. Beyond. And he did. Did he eventually join the marching band? Oh yes, yes, <laughs> that's <definitely>. awesome. <laughs> well, when we were scouting around for the schools, right, uh -huh. in, around Pensacola, he was looking at each of the school bands, right, and the mm -hmm. sports, right, where their standings are, uh, uh -huh. how big is their band and all that. Yeah. And, and um, he selected it, actually, right? He selected the school, and that's the basis of where we find our new home. How old is he now? Uh, he's 28 right now. Did he ever think about entering religious life? Uh, most likely not, because he's been very, very engaged in sports. Uh -huh. uh, he's a uh, athletic trainer, physical therapy, okay. therapies, uh, and yeah, yeah. In uh, Toronto, is that where you became a deacon? Uh, no, I was ordained in Florida. Uh, what made you decide to uh, seek out the diaconate? Well, I, I be, my wife and I have been very, very engaged in the church, uh, whether it's in Manila, in Toronto, right? And and when we were in Toronto. We were really active at Mother Park. Uh, we were uh, one of the uh, leaders in setting up the prayer group uh, at the, our parish, right? Uh, Merciful Redeemer. See, everything sort of just going to... Guess where <laughs> my kid was uh, in Toronto? What school? What school? Hmm? I don't know. I have a... St. Faustina. <laughs> there you go. St. Faustina. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. In, in Toronto, right? And then our Paris at, at Toronto was Merciful Redeemer. And then in uh, Florida? Florida is St. Jude and St. Uh, Elizabeth. What steps did you take toward becoming a, a deacon? Well, did you? the thing is, when we were in, in Toronto, uh, the deacon there and the, and, the, and, the, and the parish priest asked me once, they said, you should be a deacon, right? You should consider that, uh -huh. and you know that's rekindled that that's that spark that I uh -huh. had, right? 
So that's that sort of started it. And of course, I have to talk to my wife, right? Uh-huh. And at that time, DJ, our son, uh-huh. Darvin John, right? We call him DJ. Uh, still quite small, right? And we spoke about it. My wife and I were talking about it, and my wife said, "Maybe it's not the time, yet. you know." Okay. Time. And I pondered on that, prayed for that, and both of us were praying. And uh, I, I recognized where she's coming from, mm-hmm. and I fully acknowledged that uh-huh. because it was very difficult. She was working, and I worked really long hours, right? Mm-hmm. And you know. Uh, DJ would just be all, all by himself then, right? And still at a, a young age. So he said, yeah, it's not the time. So we let it go. So, but that was still in the back of your mind. It's still, it's still, you know, that it's still like your first love, uh-huh. right? Jesus is my first love, right? I. It's just that, you know, sometimes you say it, I say but it's it's really is when when you have that sense of feeling right wherein you 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 sort of try to be able to serve him mm-hmm. that's out of love right and it's there it's always been there that's why we've been very very active in terms of our uh, uh uh being active at the church right because of that being able to serve right so that was in in toronto then we moved to pensacola Again, we were very, very active, right? Uh-huh. Uh, parish council, religious education, right? Eucharistic minister or lector, right? And the choir, even though I just danced, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then w- one Sunday before Mass, and we were on the, on, on, on the choir section, uh, our parish priest, Father George, came over and said, have you ever considered being a deacon? Mm. Let me get back to you, Father. <laughs> <laughs> because you have. <laughs> Let me get back to you. Now, question. In the Philippines, there are no deacons. I don't see deacons in the Philippines. There are now. There are now? Yes. Okay. Or I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, oh, m- when m- I was must, there, must yeah, be there more were. than 10 years uh, that it's been that it's active, Okay, right? so at yeah. least it's it's starting yeah. to become more common. It's, it's starting to be more. Okay, and, and there that's are more good. More and more uh, men that are really uh, opening up themselves to the diaconate, though, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because you see a lot of lay ministers in the Philippines, uh, the men. Yes, yes. But um, when I was there, at least, I, I didn't see any deacons. So when I, you know, I was thinking maybe, you know, that wasn't in the back of your mind yet the possibility of becoming a deacon when you... Uh, when you realize that uh, priesthood might not be the right thing right. for you. Yeah, because I had no idea yes. at that time, right? Even uh, when I left Manila, I have no idea what the deacon is. Yes. Yeah, because that is not a term that we normally use or we don't see that in our yes. churches before, right? But now I'm happy to note right, that uh, it's really more and more men are going to the diaconate, right? Oh, so that's good. So if you if you go to Manila, you could actually... Uh, you know, if you visit, you could uh, serve in a mass there, you assist the There's priest. There's always maybe. a protocol, though. Yes, right? of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. there's paperwork and yeah, yeah, yeah right, and all of that. Right. But it's a possibility now. It's, it's a possibility. Yeah. It's a possibility. Yeah, definitely. There's some red tape, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, it's just uh, you know uh, some protocol that needs to be uh, met uh, mm-hmm. before. If you're outside of your uh, 
parish or your diocese, there's certain protocol that needs to be. Yeah, some communication between the parishes. Yes. Right, right, yeah. Now, you said you got that seed planted again Mm -hmm. in Florida. Right. What finally made you decide, okay, I'm going to pursue becoming a deacon? My wife and I sat down Uh and we discussed it. DJ now at that time was already uh, pretty much completing his college studies, right? Mm. And he said, maybe it's it's time, right? Uh-huh. And she asked me, what do you feel, right? So I said, you know, I honestly feel that I can give a positive response to his calling, right? Uh, offer myself, offer myself. Now's the time. Right. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Right? <laughs> I don't know how it's gonna. I'm going to do it, but, you know, one step at a time, right? mm-hmm. one step at a time. So several weeks after, uh, I went to see Father George, and I said, Father George, you know, Felice and I have spoken and discussed this, uh-huh. and I believe that I would like to offer myself to serve. On the show, we had Deacon Ray, and he talked about the whole process of mm-hmm. of becoming a deacon. Is it similar there in Florida as it is here in uh, Texas, uh, very very similar, and the reason is because the program in itself is is governed by the Catholic uh, bishop, right? Okay. Uh, so and and, and uh, most of the program is designed that way. Of course, there's some adaptation based on localities and things, but mm-hmm. pretty much the same. Um, took us six years of formation. Uh huh. Right. So the uh, did you have to that one year of discernment? Yes, the uh, same way as Deacon Ray did. Uh, first year is always a discernment. Okay. When they complete the test, they they have you attend a specific uh, forums and and on that regard, and then look at you, and then evaluate you from psychological tests and, uh-huh. and all that. Look at your and the background. You, you and your wife as well, right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. It, and then after that first year. Then you go into the studies, actual formation, right? Okay. The actual formation in, involved both the academic, okay, and then you have the ministry. First year you are assigned to a specific ministry, then the next year another ministry, right? So things like that. Ministries in the parish. Uh, yes, within within the uh, within the parish, not 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 the local church, but could be outside in the diocese, it. like like. In the case, like within the diocese, of course, just like you know, if if you're going to let's say, uh, uh, what's this? Deacon Ray said he was in the pri- prison prison ministry. ministry uh-huh. Yes, I, I was on, on the prison ministry uh, center for the homeless. Oh, right, uh, and then you have the uh, convalescent centers and, okay. and things like that. So it's 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 really sort of this is where what they say. When the rubber meets the road, yes, right, yeah, that's really what we are. We're supposed to serve, right? Yes, at the grassroots right, level, yeah. It's yeah. not just being in front of the altar, right? Yes, that's not the important. The important thing is being able to serve the community, the parish, right? Mm-hmm. And, and 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 that the way I see it is is that's how I give back my love to Christ, right? Is being able to serve Him. If he can do things for me, even though I'm un- unworthy of it, right? Mm-hmm. My way of paying it back is being able to do something to someone. There right? you go. 
in my yes. humble way, right? Yes. I couldn't do great things, but I, I can do it out of love for Christ and for that person that I'm attending to. Now, you said that you took studies. Mm-hmm. Did you pursue a degree or a certificate uh, of any sort? Oh, in terms of in the, the diaconate? Yes. No, it's it's more of formation, right? So okay. we have courses uh, from uh, theological uh, institution, uh, uh-huh. Aquinas uh, School of the, the The very first course that we had actually was interesting because it was no less than the president of the Aquinas University as as our professor, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. You know what was interesting in all that formation? Who, What's that? Who were the tough, really tough professors? Who the, were the nuns. The nuns were the tough ones. <laughs> yeah, the top ones are the nuns. Oh, oh, they're, they're great. They're great, but they're tough. They're tough. They're tough. Yeah, yeah. We have several courses we're in. We have, we have nuns uh, as, as our professor, and they're... They're they're really uh, they're really uh, tough and really great though really great. So uh, four years you said of studies five years five years of studies yes, a total of six. So the first year was the the form uh, the yeah. discernment discernment right. and then the five years was service in different ministries as and, well and as studies studies right. Yeah. Now, now Deacon Ray said during his interview that there were a lot of like counseling sessions and and things like that where they ev- evaluate their oh, yeah. their um the marriage he said that you know he he was always dreading whether or not he'd get a passing grade <laughs> did you have something to that oh, effect similar similar basically everything is being evaluated on a regular basis right uh-huh. all throughout and then at the end of its uh term right mm-hmm. we are fully evaluated with a with a very very formal uh report that that goes to the bishop. Oh wow. Because that basically gives them the the uh, process of recommending or not recommending you to go to the next uh, stage, right? Mm-hmm. And that's every term, right? That's every term. And and they and they they're tough. It's just like a boot military boot camp, right? Really? Oh, they squish you out though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you have any pride by the end, if you if you're successful, that pride is basically depleted, <laughs> really? because they will not let you go through, right? But oh, wow. of course, as human being, we still have that. Right? Yes, of course. But but they they work you throughout that, right, through that process, and and maybe that's the reason why they're really that hard, because that's the basic thing as human being, right? We all have our pride, and how we manage that pride tells how our relationship with God is, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's why they're really bitter. And sometimes you, you, you and, and, and we think of it that way at that time, right? Even myself would think it that way, that they're really being mean, right? <laughs> Unreasonable, right? Uh-huh. Right, because, you know, like, even when they critique you, uh-huh. oh, if, if you have any sense of dignity, it's gone by the time they finish <laughs> their critique. So, right? Oh, they're really, they criticize oh, you, oh, like, they, every little thing, huh? Uh, if, it's hardly you could hear a praise. Wow. Right. It's really, and, 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 and that's really good. I mean, of course, during that time, uh-huh. it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really hurts, right? Yeah, because you're hearing things about yourself that you don't want to hear. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, even when we're out there in, in our ministry, uh-huh. right, and we have to, to make a report on that, right? 
how we reacted, how we feel about that yes. encounter, right? Okay. All right. And 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 then you think that something okay. I think I did well. Right? Uh-huh. I feel good, right? Feel uh-huh. good. And then you submit your paper, right? They they read it and then why did you do that? Why why didn't you say this? Oh right. <laughs> you should have directing him that. So you still you, messed up, huh? Right, really got it. You can't win, right? You can't win. But that's that's really you know like as they said, you know, gold is tested by fire, right? Yes, they, yeah, they, 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 they really shape you by breaking you down. Ex- huh? ex- exactly, exactly. And and I I think what they're really trying to see is the uh, how genuine, authentic you are. Oh, right. Yeah. Sometimes it's it's hard, right? Mm-hmm. So, because your intent was good. Yes. Right? Well, your intent was good. But did you respond properly, right? Uh, you could have done better. I could have done better. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, so during this process, so it's a whole six-year process. Mm-hmm. Did at, did at any point did you say, man, maybe I should have just gone into the priesthood? It would have been easier. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not 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 as a priesthood because I know it's tougher priesthood, right? Uh-huh. Right. Plus, as I said, I fully recognized God's plan at that time yes. when, when priesthood didn't sort uh-huh. of play out, right? I, I know that God has a plan, and I'm truly thankful for that. But there's there's several times, and really sort of a lot of times, wherein you said maybe it's not really meant for me, right? You know, the biggest struggle when you're into that kind of a situation, right, is it's a struggle within yourself, though, right? Mm-hmm. The biggest question I always have to ask myself and try to get an answer. It's a question of, is it my will or God's will? Yes. Is it just me wanting to be a deacon or is it oh. God calling me to be of service to uh-huh. him? Right? Uh-huh. Because we, we, have our, we have our intent, right? And sometimes those intents are personal, right? But if you're really serious, especially when getting into religious life, right? Your intent has to line up with God's intent. Yes. Right? Okay. So that's the struggle. I mean, sometimes I would do things right as part of the formation or part of serving Him. The question always goes back: Is this God's will and intent uh-huh. or plan, or is it just simply me, Jonathan, right, uh-huh. acting or or not acting, but doing things because it's it's just me, right? Because you want to be there up on behind the altar. Maybe you want up to... <laughs> in the altar or, you know, uh-huh. and all sorts of things, right? Yes. But but that's really the struggle. And it's always within yourself. And that's where the question of pride comes in, right? It's mm-hmm. a struggle with yourself, right? And as as we say, pride is always the root of all yes. uh, sin, right? There's always that. And it's always that struggle. And there are several times, especially when it's too tough, right? Especially I'm working full time, right? Yes. I I remember one time, even even the very first after the um, discernment, the very first formation year, right? Mm-hmm. The schedule came up, right? It was given already to us. Say, okay, 
you guys are good. You're going to be on the first year of formation, right? Okay. This is the schedule now, right? For all the meetings and the sessions Meeting, and classes everything. Uh-huh. and all, everything, right? Okay. But the whole term they give you out, right? One requirement is you can't miss anything. You're not allowed to miss at all. anything at all, period. Right? Uh-huh. That's, that's the rule, right? Mm-hmm. Regardless what. Now, I look at the schedule. The very first day of classes, right, is where we have booked our cruise. <laughs> and it's my son's 18th birthday. Oh, no. Right? Oh, wow. So. And it's already booked. It's booked way ahead, <laughs> right? And, 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 and you tend to think that they would understand that you booked that prior to you getting a confirmation <laughs> that you're part of the program. Right? Yes. All right. So went went to the director, to the formation <laughs> director, and no excuse, right? Uh-huh. You have to be able to attend that class, right? Uh-huh. The good thing is the class is live online. Okay. All right. So now but I'm on a cruise, right? Yes. I know that there is no internet. Uh-huh. In the middle of the ocean, right? Okay. But I also know that as far as the ship is concerned, they have some ways of communicating through through the web, right? Okay. So there are ways and means. So what I said, okay, we're going to go right, to the cruise. I bought myself a 100-foot power cable, uh-huh. a 100-foot uh, data cable. Okay. Right? <laughs> Put it on my luggages, right? Uh-huh. So all my laptop, power reserve, and all that stuff uh-huh. there, right? With the intent of I'm going to talk to one of the crew, beg to be able to connect, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Beg, it, it was, that was the time we're in Wi-Fi still not readily yes. available on cruises, right? Uh-huh. So we went in, and of course, we checked in, passed through the security, and then... My wife went through, no problem. My son went through, no problem. And then my turn, right? X-ray machine. <laughs> and they saw all these cables on my on one bag, right? Yeah. Sir, can you please go to the corner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's just like the airport. Yeah, they got to, right, yeah. Right, yeah. And all the cables and everything. So why are you carrying all of these cables and all that stuff? And I said, well, you know, I have to really attend a class, right? And after all the explanation, my son was saying, Dad! <laughs> <laughs> so they, they finally allowed it. And, and, and I was able to sort of attend the class, even though it's very weak, but at least they can see that I'm there. You're there. <laughs> right? yeah, so I made it, right? I made it. So, yeah. That's hilarious. Now, yeah. now, Deacon Ray said that when he went through the process, he had young children and they had home visits. Did they do a home visit with you since your son was in college? Not, not a home visit. Uh-huh. Uh, but they require, of course, my wife, and they talk to us uh, on the context of how our family life is uh-huh. uh, coming along and all that, right? How about your son? Did they interview him as well? Uh, not since he's not on of... a regular basis, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Because he was in college already. Plus, he's, he's, he's away, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah, he's good. Uh, and, and it's just, just interesting how everything sort of turned out, right? We got challenges, and then God will just show you the way and give you the strength to carry through, right? 
Was that the most difficult part? The commitment to make make making all of those meetings? Was that the most difficult part? Or was it the all of the criticisms and all of the no, no it's 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 as I said, the biggest challenge is yourself, right? In, internally. Now, right, internally. The hardest uh-huh. part really is when you're doing uh, your your service, right? The pastoral uh, ministry, uh, whether it's in a prison or thing, is is how you can adjust, adapt, and be able to um, authentically provide what the need of of the other party, right? Prison ministry. I I I know. I remember the last time I stepped, you know, as part of our religious group thing was I was in high school, right? Bringing cigarettes to the, uh, and we were just sort of entertaining the, uh, the inmates, right? Oh, so you yeah. did that even in high school in, in the high Philippines, school, right? Huh? Yeah, okay. right. Yeah, we would bring cigarette packages, candies, and things like that, uh-huh. right? And um, so when it was our turn to do prison ministry, I didn't know how I would react, how I would respond, right? Mm-hmm. And I was really nervous in that sense because I don't know what to expect. Yes, of and, course. And, and the thing too is you're not just dealing with Catholics, right? Yes. Yeah, we have sessions where in it's multi-denominal, right? So, uh, yeah, yeah. So and, and they know their Bible. That's one thing. <laughs> That's one thing. So they'll challenge you. They, they really know their Bible from page to page. Uh-huh. They, would, they would go from... They would go from one chapter to the other right? uh-huh. and, and cite certain things, right? They know it. But it's good because it makes the uh, the session really lively in a uh-huh. sense. And they, 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 they do give you respect and, 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 and they're uh-huh. not going to force you and things like that, right? But it's, it's really interesting, yeah. During that whole process, did you meet guys or couples that you thought that would make it but eventually didn't go through? With, within it? the class, there's, there's there are uh, certain numbers of them uh, uh-huh. based on different circumstances, right? Uh-huh. Our first year, uh, the very first one that left was because uh, the wife passed away oh. after a few months, uh-huh. right? So that's understandable. Yes, and we still communicate. He's still uh-huh. a part. We always consider him part of the class, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And but did you ever have any guys that uh, say, for example? They they felt it wasn't right for them, and they left. And you're like, if he can't make it, what about me? Did oh, yeah, you ever feel yeah. like that? That's right, definitely. Um, you know, like you, you see others that said, oh, definitely, he would be a dick, no question there, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, with statues, the way he talked, and the, the kind of experience that he had, uh-huh. right? He 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 would make it, right? How about me? How about me? You feel like. Oh, maybe this is not for me, really, right? Mm-hmm. And then you see them leave, right? Oh, if that guy is leaving, right? Uh huh. How about me? Back <laughs> <laughs> to that question. How about me, Lord? How about me, right? So yeah, yeah. But uh, it's 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 just that the more it's just like the more you encounter difficulties and challenges, right? And I'm one that doesn't surrender uh, the challenges, right? I mean, my life taught me that uh, based from my my parents and my family. Uh, they always have taught us, you know, be a fighter, you know, don't give up so easily, right? Uh-huh. Struggle is just part of the process, right? If you really aim, you really have that objective, work for it, right? 
And that has served me well all my life, all my life. And the same thing with, with the uh, diaconate permission, though. It's just, Lord, give me the strength. Show me the way, right? If this is not your way, then let me realize it now. <laughs> <laughs> now, Lord, please, please. Really? I'm suffering, Lord. <laughs> no, but, but seriously, yeah, yeah, it's always that. And, and the beauty is I'm not just m- by myself. My wife is there. Yes. Right? B- b- without her, I couldn't make it, right? She is my rock, right? There's, mm. there's no question about it. She is my rock, and and she's. There are times where in you know I might be short in praying or really contemplating, but she would really pray hard, you know, mm-hmm. and really pray hard for me, right? She knows that I'm struggling in all sorts of forms, right? Mm-hmm. And then she would just pray, and because without her, I won't be a deacon, right? Because first and foremost, as my, our director says from day one, if I hear one complaint from your from your wife uh-huh. in terms how it's impacting your family life or your married life, uh-huh. you're out. Oh yeah, right. You're out, right? So 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 every term after our interview, the next person they will interview is the wife uh-huh. on their own, right? On their own. So we're out of the room, right? And and that's basically they can say whatever they want, right? Yeah. So there's a couple interview and then there's a yes. individual yeah. interviews. Yeah. Fast forwarding to you finally being ordained a deacon. Mm-hmm. What did that feel like? Ah, oh, it's I it's just I could compare it, but it's more like when my wife said yes, she's willing to marry me. Uh huh. The birth of my son, uh-huh. right, and our wedding day, right, uh-huh. that, and then being ordained is is that level of joy. So it's right up there with it's, those oh, three. The, no, no question, no question. The joy is just too much, uh-huh. but it's it's a humbling experience too, right? Really, it is because you know as you lay prostrate in front of the altar uh, as part of your ordination, right? You're saying, Lord, here I am, ready uh-huh. to serve you, right? But am I worthy? Can I do your will? Can I do your plan? Can I do what you want me to do? Right. Uh huh. And, and then, of course, you know, you say, "Okay, Lord, take control." Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's out of my hand now, Lord. I'm uh-huh. just offering myself. It's on your hand. Take control. Right. And it's that sort of surrender. If you allow the Lord and the Holy Spirit to just work on you, then you you can get a sense that. You're fulfilling what you are called for. As a deacon, what was the thing that really made you think, wow, I'm a deacon? Was it being able to baptize? Was it oh, making holy water? What, what, what was the thing that really got, that, that really touched you the most, you know, among your first duties as a... Being or, able to be given the opportunity to speak more about God. Not mm. preaching. Not preaching. Oh, not at the, not in the, not, not at the not, altar, right? Uh-huh. Being able to openly express that relationship because faith is really a rela- personal relationship, right? Uh-huh. Like you, you love your wife, right? Yes. And you would be more than happy to tell your story, right? Uh huh. To tell about that relationship that you and your wife have, right? With somebody, not on a preaching term, but sharing, right? Yes. It's sharing the joy. It's the same thing. 
mm. being able as you serve, right? Especially as, as as we said earlier that our main function is to serve, right? Yes. And that's a direct interaction with others, right? Either it's one on one or by group, right? But that whole process of walking the faith with them is basically sharing your relationship with God and allowing them to build that relationship, that personal relationship with him, right? That is the greatest joy wherein I can tell you that, hey, you know, I remember that one time I was really down, nowhere uh-huh. to go, uh-huh. right? And I just look up and I know I got this sense that God is there, right? And he showed me, he took my hands and he walked me through the challenges, right? And then how you build that relationship with him. Being able to share that is the greatest joy. It's not preaching. It's not just sharing that relationship, right? Because that, as a deacon, right, and your focus is serving, you're given more opportunities to be able to do that. Mm. Yeah. Now, there are certain rules for deacons when it comes to, like, you and your wife. Let's say you're, if something, God forbid, were to happen to your wife, Mm -hmm. you can't marry again, can you? No. And and that was one of the very first questions they asked you during discernment, Uh right? is have you given that and what is your answer, right? Uh-huh. And and that is a question one-on-one without the wife, right? Mm. Okay. And and this is how I responded, right? And and I really mean it, right? I said, I have loved my wife so much. I've given all my love and willing to give that love, right? Mm-hmm. If she would be going ahead of me, right? Mm-hmm then I won't be able to love the next person the same way as I would have loved her. Yes. Right? But, and, 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 and you hear that a lot in terms of, oh, when she's gone, you need some company, right? Uh-huh. No, no. I would rather put my love, that love that I have for her, uh-huh. to God, to Christ, to the church, to the people that I serve, right? And, and my wife was saying, saying and we, as I said, Prior to that point, mm-hmm. we were talking, right? And she said, you know that you won't be able to marry. But <laughs> I want you to marry when I'm gone, right? Uh-huh. I want you to marry. She, she's told me that several mm, times, really? right? Yeah. And I have to explain to her. I said, I can't. I can't because I have given you that's this love that I not be able to give to somebody else, right? But I can give it there and I can give it as, as a service, right? Now, if you went first, mm-hmm. would she be able to marry again? Of course. Okay. Of course. So it's just the other way around. Right, right. Because she was not the one ordained, right? Uh-huh. But although I tease her, right? Because she, she attends <laughs> classes and, and uh-huh. all that formation days uh-huh. with us, right? I said, I guess, my dear, you'll be the first one to be ordained than me. <laughs> <laughs> now, what other rules do you have as a deacon that, you know, that people don't really know about? I think one, one important thing to remember is we represent this church, right, as clerics, right? Mm-hmm. That means that from a political standpoint, we, we're, not, we're not really sort of there in terms of speaking our own mind, right? Because mm-hmm. we have to speak. From the church, right? Yes. Okay. So you have to be neutral. Neutral on the, out, sense, on the outside. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right. And sometimes people don't see that, right? 
Mm. Especially if there are issues, uh, yes. call it political issues, and yes. they want your opinion, yeah. right? And from a public standpoint, we can't really sort of say that. We can't take public office, definitely, uh-huh. right? Uh, so those, those kind of things, right? Yeah. How long did you serve as a deacon in Florida? Uh, this would be, I'm on my, a little over my port here now. Okay, so yeah. mm-hmm. so about they got three about years. three plus years, almost four That's years right. there in Florida. Right. And then it was work that brought you here to Houston? Uh, yes, because even though I was based in Florida, mm-hmm. my reporting office is here in Houston. Oh, okay. So I travel here every now and then, uh-huh. right? Plus my son is also here, right? So, yeah. So he came here ahead of you? Oh, yes, yes, because he took his master's at uh, San Marcos, okay. at Texas State, right? Yeah. And then after his uh, graduation from his master's, he ended up a job here in Houston, so he stayed here. Oh, so yeah. so it was the kid that went first, and that's then right. the, the parents right. followed, that's huh? That's right, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was asking my son, uh, DJ, can you take care of our relocation costs? <laughs> <laughs> So he's, uh, w- what's his parish here in, in the uh, Archdiocese? Oh, he's, he's in Sugarland, right? He's in St. Teresa? St. Teresa. Okay. Did he try to get you to go to St. Teresa instead of here at St. No, Faustina? No, no, no. Um, the, the thing is, uh, when when we, we decided to move, and I, I told my wife and DJ that, you know, that I cannot choose as far as where our parish would be, right? Mm. It is up to the um, archbishop to uh-huh. decide where to put you, right? Okay. And I'm totally open with that. Uh-huh. I have no, I have no uh, preference or whatsoever. So you could have been anywhere in yep. the archdiocese. Yep. Like uh, all the way up in the woodlands or in but spring. It depends or... too. I mean, they try to be more practical, of course, right? Uh-huh. They recognize that you have family, you have work and all yes. that stuff, right? So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we're open and, and Felice is very open to that when I mentioned that to her. Mm-hmm. Said, yeah. Yeah, just, you know, just let the Lord take us where he wants us to be, right? Uh, so we went around, uh, you know, just going from church to church, doing Sundays, just to get a sense of where they are. I said, okay, you know, uh, where would the Lord would lead us, right? Yeah. But this is really a very dynamic and really welcoming community, though. And we're truly, when I when we got the uh, the letter for the assignment, Wow, Lord! Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's truly a blessing. Now, this is a, this is something that I've had to deal with, or not really deal with, but it's something that I've experienced. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you experienced this as well. You don't look too Filipino, so do people come up to you and start speaking Spanish right away, thinking that you're, you know, you 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 can speak Spanish? Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, de- definitely. And because even your name, Jonathan Ignacio. Right, <laughs> right, right. And it some can... called me Ignacio, right? Because in 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 in, uh, in Spanish, it's more of a first name than a last name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Right. So they would call me Ignacio, and and that's fine. I'm I'm, I'm compared. But the only thing is, I feel bad because I couldn't carry the conversation. Yes. Initially, yes, I could a uh-huh. little bit, right? And I could answer a little uh, here and there because I could understand. But beyond that. I wish I could really be able to carry the conversation more in, 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 in the language, right? So as I said, I'm working on it, right? I know, because when I, when I was at a 
working in a school that was in a primarily Spanish-speaking population, the kids would walk up to me and say, mm -hmm. Maestro, I'm like, right. oh, I'm so sorry. I don't <laughs> espera, espera, no comprendo. Eh? <laughs> I know. You speak Filipino? No. <laughs> but anyway, so you're now here at St. Faustina. You said you're very happy where you are right now because oh, yeah. you said that yeah. uh, it's a very dynamic church. Um, no plans of going anywhere else? Mm. The long term, you're going to be here. No, no, no. Uh, we take it as the Lord leads us to, right? Yeah. And your son, you say he's engaged. Uh, he is uh, pretty much uh, with his uh, fiance. So um, in that sense, we're, we're waiting. <laughs> is she from Houston as well? Uh, no, they 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 met in Florida, uh -huh. uh, and then um, her parents now is in Tucson, Arizona. Okay. Right, yeah. But she's also working here in, in Texas, actually in San Antonio. Okay. Yeah. So there's a possibility they could uh, move to San Antonio after getting could married? Could be, well. right, could be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're not, and we keep on telling uh, DJ, right, we're not moving here simply because we just want to be near you, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a blessing, uh -huh. right? It's a blessing, but we respect your your life, right? And whatever the future life in terms of having a family and all that, yes. right? So don't, Look at it on that context that uh, you have to be close to us and thing. It would be a blessing if we would be able to do that, mm -hmm. and we would be thrilled and happy. Uh -huh. But of course, you have your life, right? Yeah. Now, here at Saint Faustina, you're the newest uh, permanent deacon here at Saint Faustina. Do you have any uh, plans? Any you know objectives when you when you thought about coming to Saint Faustina? Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. Was there anything that in particular that you you thought about wanting to do when you came here? Not not really in particular, and not uh, I, I'm here to serve Father Dad's uh, sort of needs and the mm -hmm. parish needs, right? Mm -hmm. And very open, and uh, I love to do several things, right? But wherever Father Dad decide that he needs me in terms of assisting him and the parish on that regard. I'm very open. I'm very open. And I, I would be more than happy to sort of be able to do it. Yeah. Even if he like, you know, said, okay, we need somebody in the choir. Even if you can only dance. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, I, I was, uh, I was telling uh, Jeffrey, right? I said, uh, Jeffrey, I, I don't really sing. But uh, in case that you need rapping, um, <laughs> maybe we can talk. <laughs> I said, well, Jesse and Jeffrey said, let me just check with Father Dad first. <laughs> so we thank you so much for coming and taking the time to sit down with us and to tell your story. Well, I thank you for inviting me and for giving me this opportunity, right, to be able to talk a bit more about myself. As you said earlier, right, we don't get to meet everyone uh, after the mass, and this medium definitely allows uh, people to have a bit, uh, some idea or some information about uh, my wife and I. But at the same time, I'd like to take this opportunity, though, to really thank Father Dad for giving me uh, the opportunity to be part of the parish and, of course, the, the Archbishop uh, on that sense. But really thankful for welcoming me and, and the community. As I said, this is truly a very, very um, welcoming community. And from day one, Felice and I felt that we are truly welcome here. And God has truly placed us here for his purpose. And we are truly thankful for that. Thank you, Father Dad. 
Thank you, Saint Faustina Parish family, and thank you uh, so much for giving me this opportunity. We look forward to having you here at Saint Faustina for many years to come. Thank you.